Hello and welcome to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries from The Coaching Revolution and you'll find us at thecoachingrevolution.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries. I'm Sarah Short and I'm Paul Snell and today we're going to talk about getting into coaching as a way of leveraging your experience and your knowledge in a particular industry, in a particular field, of a particular sector, um, and creating a financially viable business from that through coaching. And it's really handy because sitting next to me here is a man who did exactly that. Paul, how did you get into coaching? Well, Sarah, for me, um, I remember this as clear as anything, that the, the, I'm sitting there at my desk in the last full-time uh, job that I had uh, a number of years ago now, and I remember sitting at my desk thinking there were aspects of my role that I really enjoyed. There were, there were bits, but not everything, and I just had this real desire to explore what could I do to move completely into this area that I love so much. Working with people, helping people, connecting with people, and understanding how that impacts a business. That, that was the real thing for me. Uh, and, and I have to say, Sarah, from experience, having done that, I can't encourage people enough to sit down and say, right, what, is the, what are the things that I love to do? Just make a list and, and spend time on it. Don't don't look to rush this because it's quite a shift, but spend time on understanding the bits that you really enjoy and that you have a passion for. This is quite a critical element. And I, I actually slept on this for several nights before I came up with the conclusion that coaching might be the way forward for me. So I, I really say what I want to do is just encourage people here to, to go out there, sit down, evaluate. And, and I want to make one point. I do want to make a point here. Be careful you're not looking at the glamour of what it is you want to go and do, whether it's coaching or mentoring or consultancy. Just, just be careful it's not, you're not, you've got this starry-eyed look that wouldn't it be amazingly glamorous. That's all well and good, but it can't be and shouldn't be your prime reason and motive for doing this. Yeah, it can't be a primary focus. Yes. Like one of the things that I, I know that people sometimes get stars in their eyes over is the potential to earn a lot of money. They yeah. might have seen a consultant at work and they're being paid a thousand pounds a day and they mm. go, crikey, I could do what he does. Yes. And and of course it may be true that you can, but in order to earn his thousand pounds a day, he's done a lot of graft mm. to be in a position to be able to command those fees and that's not something that happens overnight. Can I add to your thing about creating a list of, of where your passion is? If you're struggling to do that, but you know that what you're doing isn't what you want to do, the other way of achieving the same thing is to sit down and write down what are the bits that you don't like? Mm. What do you want to stop doing? Because actually we make more effort to move away from pain than we do to move towards pleasure. And if you can articulate to yourself what it is that you've had enough of, then you can look at what you're doing and what, what are the bits that are left because those will be the bits that bring you joy. It, it is. And I, and I would probably just add one more thing here, Sarah, and that is ask lots of questions. Speak to people. Ask lots of questions of whom? 
the people that have been there and done it. Okay. Ask questions of people that are, are doing it, have been there, have succeeded. Talk to people that you trust. As much information as you can, it helps to balance any decision process you go through. But certainly the value in talking to people that are, are successful coaches, have a, a viable business as a coach, that's incredibly valuable. Yeah, it is. It is because there is this kind of belief still and amongst amongst people that perhaps should know better mm. I don't mean that to sound patronizing but people who've been working within businesses and you kind of look at them and go didn't you realize that there is a lot of work to go into creating yourself as a brand and producing a viable business proposition and then finding people who will want to pay you mm. for that that's a process of work now rather amazingly and coincidentally it happens to be what we do with coaches and mentors and consultants mm. but nevertheless don't be any under any illusion that that part it's kind of that that just happens automatically because it doesn't it is a significant piece of work but once you have um kind of reach the point where you know that there has to be more to it all than this and that's where it comes from isn't it you're sitting at your desk going oh the thought of doing this for another 20 years 15 years I just can't do it then it may well be that it's time to, to move mm. in into business for yourself yeah I, I, I couldn't agree more uh, but I, I think just to just to perhaps give a, a perspective on that um, the, the the type of a review the type of analysis you do about where your passion sits uh, and particularly where your passion sits because what we know Sarah of course is passion actually isn't enough passion no. plus action yes is is where things begin to happen you can actually do it with the action without the passion yes you can but you indeed. can't do it the other way around you can't but the passion is like that that ignition where everything begins to happen when you go I really feel this mm. but I, I think it's important that whatever the route is when you've done this uh, analysis, when you've sat down, spoken to people and thought really carefully about this, because I, I, I absolutely promise you, you know this, Sarah, that it, you need the passion and the action to be able to put enough into that. To, to get over the hurdles we all have, right? Let's, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, absolutely. A, uh, there are challenges on everything we do. And you need to have the desire to overcome the challenges. So all the analysis is great, but be really clear that this is something you want to get into. It's amazing. I, I, I would never do anything else. And I love working with coaches. It's why we do the coaching revolution, of course. Uh, irrespective of frameworks and so forth, it's our passion. It's why we started it. Come absolutely. On. absolutely. Um, so, so I think it's just a pointer for me that I remember those challenging days. I remember the barriers that I had to get over to make this work. And I had people around me who encouraged me. And that was a big step, a yeah. huge step. Well, it makes you realise that, that you're not going mad. Mm. I, I'd just like to kind of um, go back to something that I said there when I said, you know, it might be time to go into business for yourself. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to leave work and then go into business in inverted commas. There's a, um, a perception amongst some that being in business is a thing that you can't do while you've got a full-time yes. job. And yeah. of course, you can do all the spade work yeah. while, you're, while you're still working full-time. You know, yeah. you, can, you can start picking up clients 
while you're working. Yes. This isn't a, a thing where you have to go right and hold your nose and jump and cut off all your access to, <laughs> to your income if, if you're not in a yeah. position to do that. That's a very good point, actually. Uh, we'll cover more of this idea that it's not a linear approach. Mm. Uh, I can tell you from my experience, I spent the first six months uh, of my decision to go, uh, go into self-employment, to have a business and develop my coaching. I spent six months developing my marketing approach speaking to potential clients and secured those clients before I jumped in full time. Yes. You know, it was a, it was a night, listen, and, and I'm not saying that it's easy and so forth and so forth. Yes, it's fairly straightforward. And yes, you put the hours in because remember you have that, that full time job and you're working in the evenings and developing and, and, and most importantly, uh, focusing on the business aspect of coaching. But it isn't necessarily a linear approach. These things can run in parallel. Yes. Yes, they, they can. And, and I suppose the thing that I, I feel compelled to say is that just deciding you're going to do it isn't enough. Mm. You know, the Kevin Costner film in 1987. 1987! <laughs> Field of Dreams in which they say, build it and he will come. That's... It, it's not true. That's no. not how coaching businesses are created but there are still a surprising number of people who think that they are. Now, to move on, let's talk about coaching qualifications. Mm. If, if you are sitting at your desk thinking, this is the bit I love, it's the people, it's this, this, but I haven't got a coaching qualification, what would you say? Ah, oh, wow. Um, this comes up an awful lot. Yes. Uh, uh, regularly I get this, Paul, do I need a coaching qualification up front before I can do anything else? I guess I have a view. Let me share you my view on this, Sarah. Uh, and again, from personal experience and, and how that's worked out for me. The answer, in essence, is no, you don't. You don't need a coaching qualification. However, there is a caveat to that. And, and that is, clearly, if you, if you wanted to become a coach, you can have all this amazing passion and drive to achieve it. But you sort of need a foundation, right? Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of saying, look... You could go out there and get various qualifications and they're all good and they're quite long, some of them, and hugely expensive, some of them, and that's not a bad thing. But I'm a big fan of saying you need a good foundation for your coaching. And what I mean by that is not necessarily niche specific. So not necessarily a qualification on executive coaching or life coaching. All coaching as a foundation in, in aspects such as open questioning, active listening, uh, reframing uh, conversations they're fundamental in all aspects of coaching yes and that for me so i'm slightly going off topic here with regards to qualification i'm more saying that it is important to have an awareness and a basic knowledge of coaching techniques to build upon now to answer your question the qualifications should you wish to have those can be done in parallel with you developing your coaching business. Yes, but it's really important to say that coaching is an unregulated industry. Mm -hmm. What that means is that absolutely anybody can call themselves a coach. And the sad fact is that that means that lots of people do. And some of them are are not very reputable. You know, that the, the coaching can be brought into disrepute by snake oil peddlers, mm -hmm. for want of a phrase... Um, who are selling something that isn't coaching, basically. And, and I, I just want to make you aware that because it's an unregulated industry, you absolutely can set up and start a business as a coach, 
what we would recommend um, in the coaching revolution is that you do have in your plan the intention to get a coaching qualification. Yes. Now, I need to add to that that your client won't care. Mm -hmm. Unless you're working for a large organisation that has a box-ticking process for employing coaches, clients don't care about your coaching qualification. What they care about is what you can do for them. And it's really important that you are able to articulate in a crystal clear manner what you can do for them. And again, funnily enough, that's what we do. So, you know, we're kind of talking around what we do, but nevertheless, they are, it's the reason that we do it. They are fundamentals to, to starting a coaching business. So I suppose what I'm trying to say is don't get hung up on the idea of a coaching qualification being the first thing that you should do, but equally don't dismiss it out of hand because it's just not necessary. Yes, and just perhaps just a, a top off the point you make about them being unregulated. Of course, when there are no for there is no formal regulation of any industry, I want to encourage people. I want to say whoever you decide to trust with your development and the opportunity and the building of a business, I want to suggest two things. Firstly, just do a bit of research. Where are these guys from? What, who have they worked with? What do people say about them? And also look into who's doing the work. Who's the mentoring? Who's, got the, who's going into there and saying, look, this is how you build this business? Now, the reason I say that, Sarah, is hand on heart, I wouldn't do this. I would not do this if we didn't have the highest standards. And people can say, well, you would say that, Paul, wouldn't you? Test us. I'm absolutely sure 100% of the commitment we are to this. Have a look. Look us up. Yeah, look us up. We are who we say we are and we do what we say we do. Mm. Um, and, and sadly, that's not always the case. No. Um, right, what else can we tell you about this? Having a plan. Mm. Ah, was failing to plan and planning to fail and all of those things. <laughs> yes. It's kind of really the last element of this podcast, really. Yeah. Um you need to develop a plan that is business focused as well as coaching focused. And this goes back to the thing that I bang on about endlessly. On the one side of the scale, we have coaching skills. And that's what coach school teaches you, these coach mm -hmm. qualifications, coaching qualifications. On the other side of the scale is the business of coaching. And that is the business development skills. And they are rarely taught in coach school um however they are just as important if not more so because you can coach without a coaching qualification but you won't have a business without yeah. business development skills it is it's a fascinating point actually this sarah uh I, I most people most people who come into coaching have a desire to make this their career their next step the focus for their for their ability to earn income and develop a business. I realise some people, a very small uh, percentage, don't require the income, and that's great too. Yeah, but as a majority, we're in this because we want to turn this into something we can do every day. And of course, to do this every day, you're going to require income to pay the bills. You know, this is not a... Um, th this is no great, great surprise. Business is business, right? So I find it fascinating that... Here we have people who would like 
to become professional coaches and have the, a viable business in coaching, why would you not have a, both a plan for your business and a plan for your coaching skills? Because surely if you can get your business going, you can spend more time coaching. If your business isn't going, you're going to end up going back to a full-time job and not do the thing you love. Not do the thing that you're really passionate yes. about. I, yeah, I know. And it's heartbreaking when we see it that is. happen. And we do see it happen. We do see it happen, not with our coaches, mm. but with coaches out there who, who think that that it's enough to share meaningful quotes on mm. LinkedIn and that's going to generate business. And it doesn't. Mm. It absolutely doesn't. So, nutshell what we've just said, Paul. I, I think in a nutshell, be spend time. Spend time up front. Spend time really looking at inwardly what is it your, what is your passion what do you want to do? If everything was a possibility, what would you want to do? Look at the aspects of where you are today. Either the bits that you don't like, as you quite rightly pointed out, Sarah, because we, we run from the pain, or the bits you're really, really passionate about because we run towards pleasure. Spend time doing that. Talk to people. Talk, talk, talk to people. Ask questions. Be as uh, 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 developed as you can be with that decision-making process. Be That's, curious. Yes, 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 yes. Great, great phrase. Be curious. Spend time on that. When you are sure, when you're absolutely sure that you would like to develop a process to become a fully uh, aware and uh, professional coach with a viable business, then have a plan. Have a plan. Understand that it's not a linear thing. I must do this first and that second and that third. It's not how it no, works. No, it's a woven thing, isn't it? it? Is. There are lots of different strands that will all be coming together at the same time. And if all of that sounds really complicated and you're sitting there scratching your head saying, well, I know it's what I want to do. I just can't even begin to work out how to make that plan. Book a call. Have a chat with us. If you go to our website at thecoachingrevolution.co.uk, you'll find a link to book a phone call um, and we can chat it through. Yeah. You know, it, it's what we do all day, every day. It is indeed. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See you. Bye. That's all from The Coaching Revolution. See you next time.